if you can't tell, I'm excited to be here. Anyone excited to be here? Yeah. Is anyone excited to be alive? Yeah. Folks, I have news. You are alive and you have won the lottery ticket to be at the greatest party ever. We're alive. Turn to someone next to you and say, I am alive. <laughs> Turn to someone on the other side and say, you are alive. <laughs> Folks, are you ready? Who's ready to have some fun in the next 45 minutes? Show of hands. Who's not ready to have some fun? Please leave. Just, just kidding. Seriously, who's ready? You know, I have 45 minutes. First and foremost, I really want to say how honored, how excited, how privileged I am to have this opportunity to share with you today. You know, for me, uh, as a young boy, my father's a minister. I grew up in the church. My father had 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa, a huge church in London. And every single night, we didn't have a lot of money growing up in London, we lived behind my father's church, and every single night I would sneak into my father's church in the middle of the night and speak to the empty chairs. From age 11 to age 18, I would speak to the empty chairs, imagining I was speaking to amazing, beautiful, lit-up souls such as yourselves. So to have the privilege and the opportunity to live my dream and share with you today, honestly for me, is profoundly humbling. And as I look out at the room I'm in, I can tell I'm in the room of leaders, yes? I can tell I'm in the room of visionaries. I can tell I'm in the room of human beings such as yourself that I believe at some point will go on to shape the course of this industry. Am I correct? I'll be able to say one day I was in that room. <laughs> so I'm truly honored, I'm excited, I'm privileged. Chiropractic has impacted and transformed my life over the last 20 years. Truly impacted and transformed my life, rewired my being giving me access to so much. So I'm really grateful. So when I received the invitation by Tristan to come here, I felt a pull. I felt a calling. I felt a sense that I had to be here. So as I stand here, I just want to say to each of you, who here is a chiropractor? I'm in the right place, yes? <laughs> I might need an adjustment after this, anyone? <laughs> you know, I just wanted to start off by saying, to each of you in this room, as transformational leaders, a big thank you. I just want to thank each of you for the impact you've had on my life. I want to also thank each of you, because to be a healer, to be a transformational facilitator, yes? To be a transformational guide, to be a chiropractor, to be a transformational leader in whatever capacity is not always easy. Does anyone know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, when you're just living for yourself, less is required. But when you're living to be of service to humanity, when you're living to be of service to people, to your community, more is required of you. And I just want to sit, stand here as a fellow transformational leader, although I'm not a chiropractor, and just simply on behalf of humanity, on behalf of your clients, on behalf of your clients' families and children, thank you for who you are, because it takes a unique kind of human being to want to be of service. It takes a unique kind of human being to say, you know what? I will dedicate my life to impact humanity. And I'm sure there are challenges you've been through. Anybody? Yes? I'm sure there are tribulations and trials you've been through. To be able to earn the right to do what you are doing at the level that you are doing right now. Things you've been through that no one will ever know. Your clients will Never know some of the sacrifices, time, energy, money that you've been through. Am I right? So I want to thank you for taking a stand. The work you do in rewiring the nervous system, allowing the innate intelligence to flow, allowing infinite true nature to be unleashed is you are the midwives of consciousness on the planet. Truly. And I just wanted to stand here and just say and give you 
some respect and appreciation and props because what you are doing is hugely impacting the evolution of humanity. I hope that each day you feel, are you with me folks? Each day that you feel the impact of what you are participating in, day in, day out. You know, we are living in interesting times. <laughs> anyone agree? Does anyone ever wake up wondering, what the hell is going on on planet Earth? We are living in intense, challenging, interesting, unique times in human history. Since 2008, the economic crisis, we're living in interesting times right now in America, around the world. Some call it a crisis on planet Earth. You know in Chinese, the phrase crisis? Yes, anyone heard of the, 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 the translation for crisis in Chinese? Also means opportunity. That even though we are going through these challenging times on planet Earth right now, my dear friends, I really do believe and feel in my heart as I travel the world, as old systems collapse, as old ways of doing things fall apart, as old economic models, old relationship paradigms, old educational systems fall apart, I feel as though we are in a state of regeneration as a humanity. We've had the industrial revolution. We've been in the midst of the technological revolution. But right now, you and I, I feel, are in the midst of perhaps the greatest spiritual revolution that the world has ever seen. And somehow, you and I, you and I have incarnated at this time doing the work that you have been called to do. Because I believe that you've been called to do this work, yes? Doing this work that you have been called to do, we've incarnated at this time, this unique time. You could have incarnated at any other time. There is a reason that you are born on this planet right now at this unique time in human history. You have won the cosmic lottery ticket to be alive right now, to be front and center as humanity evolves. Can you feel it? Those old systems collapsing as humanity evolves, wakes up to itself. These are exciting times. I believe the opportunity has never been more. And so as you feel into your, who feels, in terms of what you're doing, you were called. It's a calling bigger than yourself. Yes, show of hands. I want you to say out loud, I'm called. You see, I believe that your vocation, I believe that your dharma, I believe that your purpose, I believe that your, the dream that has you right now chose you. You might think that you chose it, but I believe it chose you because you were the perfect person. You are the perfect human being. You, based on your life, your history, your pain, your trauma, your relationship, your breakups, every, your childhood, everything that you've been through has perfectly crafted you, perfectly marinated you to be doing the work that you are doing. So you might think you chose to be doing this, but I believe on some level it chose you. It's bigger than you. Are you with me? It's I believe it's not even your dream, it's life's dream being lived through you and you are the vessel and the vehicle. And I feel, I found in my life that the degree of your success will be in direct proportion to the degree that you get yourself out of the way and simply, fully surrender to the mission and the calling that you feel. Are you with me? The degree to which you get yourself out of the way and fully say yes to the dream and the vision that has you. It's life's dream. The more you surrender, the more you get yourself out of the way, the more you let go, I believe you will tap into a whole nother, you will plug into a whole nother dimension of existence and life itself will begin to live you. Life will begin to live you through you in ways that you cannot even imagine. 
So as I look around at the world, I really feel that more than ever, the world needs you. The world needs your gifts. The world needs your creativity. The world needs your your healing abilities. The world needs your vision at this time. Sometimes we think when we find our purpose, when we find our calling, everything is easy. Has anyone had an easy ride in the last five years? Anybody? Became a chiropractor, followed my calling. Shit was easy. The unicorns came out, the violins started playing. All the stuff that they talk about in the spiritual books, right? The effortless flow of everything. Anyone experienced that? Anyone, anyone here by chance ever experienced any challenges? Yes? Sometimes when you really align with your purpose, by the way, to me that's a sign that you're on the right path. If any of you have been doubting, am I on the right path? Am I on the, has anyone ever doubted that by any chance? Just one person. <laughs> Two, who's, who's had a question mark at some point over the last couple of years or in your career? If you have ever doubted because of the challenges that you face, am I on the right path? Can I do this? Should I quit? Should I pack it in? Just know you are on the right path. The sign that you are going through some of these challenging times is a sign that you are on the right path. Because when you find your calling and your purpose, your dharma, the expression for which your soul has incarnated into this existence, that's often when your challenges begin. That's often when your challenges begin. So don't pray for life to get easier. Actually, seek to develop yourself and expand your capacity to ride the bigger waves. Are you with me? Anyone have seen those surfers, those crazy surfers? Any surfers in the room? Kelly Slater, those guys, right? They're crazy. They don't get better and go after the small waves. The better they get, they seek out the big waves. Your challenges, the challenges you may have gone through as you've been aligning with your path are the universe's grace. It's actually the love of the universe preparing you. It's actually the universe's preparation for your mission so that you can sculpt and develop those challenges, those heartbreaks, those breakdowns, those those difficulties, those bankruptcies. Every challenge you have been through is simply sculpting and preparing your soul to do the next level of the work that you know in your heart you have been sent on this planet to do. Are you with me? You are being cooked, my friend. (laughs) You are being marinated. You are being cooked by the divine chef. A little spice here, a little spice there. Sometimes a little more chili in your life. But you are being prepared to be served to the world. Sometimes we seek to run away from our challenges. Sometimes we resist our challenges. Sometimes we ask, well, why, why me? Has anyone been there? Like, why me? Why not you? Why not you? You are being prepared, and I really feel the more you are able to embrace those challenges, those tests, the stronger you will become. Mandela did not become Mandela watching television. Mandela did not become Mandela hanging out, taking the easy path, because sometimes when you take the easy path, it actually is the harder path. My dear friends, despite the challenges that you will face, because as leaders, as visionaries, you will always be facing the next level of your evolution. You will always be facing the next level of challenges. Remember why you are here. Are you with me? Remember why you are here and align with the knowing of why you are here. When I was a six-year-old boy and I would sneak into my father's church in the middle of the night when the lights were off and I would speak to the empty chairs imagining I was in Madison Square Garden speaking, imagining I was in auditoriums like this speaking seeing folks smile. There was no way in hell that was a possibility for me at that time. But as I stand here and I see your faces, I'm glad I continued. I'm glad I persevered. Keep moving. Your next level awaits you. And so folks, as you you gather here today, the next few days, 
You know, when we gather as a tribe, as a conscious community, it creates a certain field, yes? A certain vortex of energy. Can anyone feel it? I mean, all of a sudden, I land in Las Vegas. Las Vegas can be a little funky, right? It's not like we're in Sedona. It's like Las Vegas. It's like the energy is all over the place. All of a sudden, I walk into the room. It's like the energy has rearranged itself. And so you are creating a vortex together. Use the energy of this space. Use the energy that is being generated and co-generated in the room. And so the question, I'm here to just ask you a few simple questions. And one of those questions really, folks, is what is the next level for you? Take a moment to reflect. Wherever you've reached in your life, what is the next level for you? Truly. My whole life I thought a calling. I remember being age five. My father's from Ghana, West Africa. Anyone been to Ghana? It's, a, it's an interesting place. <laughs> Next Cairo sushi in Ghana, Tristan. <laughs> they need chiropractic. My father's born in Ghana, West Africa. My mother's Japanese. I grew up in London. That's the whole story, how they met, by the way. Now I live in the US. I, I really don't know where the hell I'm from. I'm confused. But when I was age five, age six, I always felt a deep calling to serve humanity. You know that feeling where you feel a burning desire? Has anyone ever felt that? A burning desire that just, like the, the fire inside your soul that you want to be of service. I felt this feeling when I was young. Age six or age seven, I'll never forget being a chubby kid lost in the crowd in Ghana, West Africa. And I, I was lost in the crowd and I saw this crippled woman, not on television, I saw this crippled woman pick up the sand that this man walked on, literally, and wipe it on her face and stand up. I guess you could call it a miracle. <laughs> week after week, I was privileged to see blind people see and deaf people hear and people stand up out of wheelchairs. The same man who Sanchi picked up would look at a woman or a man in a wheelchair and say, stand up. Stand up. And she would say, but I, but I, but I, but I, uh, I can't, I'm, I'm sick. I, I've been in a wheelchair for 10 years. Stand up. Boom. This man was my father. I was privileged to go up with a man who had the sense of infinite possibilities. So age eight, he decides I'm going to take over his organization. <laughs> no conversation with me, no consultation, you know, old school kind of guy. Says, my son is taking over hundreds of thousands of people, maybe at that time half a million people in his organization, 300 churches, a huge church in London. My entire life was set out for me. Does anyone know that feeling? where someone has dictated your life? Does anyone know that sense? Anyone had that sense? My entire life was set out for me, but I knew in that moment that that wasn't my path. I knew in that moment that that wasn't my truth. I knew in that moment that was not my aligned soul calling. But honestly, I was too afraid to feel the truth. My fear, if I truly honor my soul, if I truly honor my knowing, if I truly honor my heart's calling, I would be outcast. Has anyone ever had that fear? That I would lose love, that I would be abandoned, that I would be alone. And so often our fear stops us from truly shining our light. Our fear stops us from truly speaking our voice. Our fear stops us from truly living the fullest expression of our souls. Are you living the fullest expression of your soul? Are you living the fullest expression of what you as a healer, as a facilitator, as a transformational guide, were put on this planet to express. And if not, why not? I believe that success is not simply a matter of hard work, but also a matter 
of the degree to which you are in alignment with your soul's mission. Are you in alignment? Who gets what I'm saying? Are you in alignment? My fear stopped me. Age 14, I became ordained as a minister. Designated to take over my father's church whilst knowing that it wasn't aligned for me. Took me four years to muster up the courage to finally at 18 have a conversation with my father. I looked into my future and I saw that I might be successful by any, everyone else's standards in the world. But if I don't have myself, if I don't have my truth, if I don't have my integrity, then I have nothing. And I looked into the path of the unknown because there will be moments as transformational leaders you will need to make the tough choices. There are moments as transformational leaders and maybe some of you are facing those moments right now where the life or the structure of your life, of your expression, of your business, the way that you're doing things is perhaps a little too small for what your soul is seeking to express. Does anyone have a sense of that? Where your life, where your, where your life is actually uh, limiting you, the next level of your soul's expression. You've outgrown your life. And if you're at that stage where you feel like perhaps your soul is seeking to express more than your structure, and you don't move, you begin to constipate the flow. What, my dear friends, is the next level for you? I knew the next level at that time was leaving my father's organization. The scariest thing in my life, finally at, at 18, I decided if I didn't have myself, I had nothing. Has anyone here made a scary decision? Yes? Seemed scary at the, at the time, yes? In that moment, I took a scary choice, made a scary decision, and left everything behind. Over the last 15, 16, 17 years, I've had the privilege to coach billionaires, celebrities, entrepreneurs, athletes, you name it, launch the best-selling book, speak around the world. And people often ask me a question, Coot, what are some of the things that actually, what's one of the things that stops people from being truly free? What's one thing, and I always tell people, there's, there's no cookie cutter answer. There's not just one thing. No, no, what's one thing? Okay, if there were like one thing, it's not that there is one thing, but if there's one thing I'd like you to consider that often stops us from our next level, that often stops us from elevating into our greatness, it's often all the ways that we lie to ourselves. Are you still with me? The ways that we, aka bullshit ourselves, don't tell the truth to ourselves, rationalize why we are the way we are, why we are where we are, why we're doing what we're doing, why we are in the relationship we are, why we're not doing what we know we want to do in our souls. We often lie to ourselves and that, oft, that is one of the key things keeps us stuck. We often play, does any, is anyone with me? Yes? We often play this game of, I call it confusion. Who's played that game? I'm, 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 not, I'm, not, sure, I'm not sure what to do next. Anyone been there? Can we get a confession? <laughs> I'm not sure, like, what, 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 what the next step is. I don't know if, I, if this relationship is right for me. I, I don't know if I should. And we often play this game of I don't know. Who's ever played that? I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm, confu I'm confused. When deep down, there is a part of us. There is a part of each of you that knows everything because at that deepest level you are connected with everything. And to truly step into that next level of your greatness, my invitation is that you 
uncompromisingly, uncompromisingly, unapologetically give yourself permission to own your knowing because you know. Is any, who here is it? Okay. <laughs> is anyone here, is anyone here in a relationship? We're in Las Vegas, so a few people. <laughs> You're in a relationship on Wednesday, but we're going to Vegas. Let's, who's in it? Put your hand up. <laughs> Who here is in a relationship? Now, I swear, there's, there's more hands up now. <laughs> relationship? I'm confused. Relationship? Not in a relationship. It's a little confusing. Some people putting their hands up twice, just making sure. Who the hell doesn't know what the hell they're in? They're just confused. Anyone? It's complicated. Okay. Tristan, you put your hand up three times, bro. <laughs> we need to talk afterwards. But, you know, has anyone had a moment where you've been in a relationship and you've been, like, really confused? Maybe in the past, yes? Not, no one here. But you've been in a relationship in the past and you've been confused. Who's had that experience? And you weren't sure. And, you're like, and you would speak to your girlfriends or your guy friends. Like, uh, what should I do? I'm not sure what to do. Where, where should I where, Should I leave? Should I stay? Who's ever had that dilemma? And you were so confused. And you remember how much energy it took? It took so much of your life force energy. And then the moment you broke up with that person, the second you said to your friend, I knew that was never going to work. My friends, you know. You know. Because when you own your knowing, there's no one to blame. When you own your knowing, there is a profound responsibility. And to truly step into your power requi requires that next level of responsibility. You know. See, there's a couple of questions I want to ask you, I'd love for you to think about and consider. Number one, as a reflection, we don't have time to go deep dive into this right now. I'm used to teaching for 12 days and five days and two days. They give me about 45, 50 minutes here. But the first question I'd like you to consider, what are the lies that I'm telling myself? Everyone shout out. What are the lies I'm telling myself? What are the lies that I'm telling myself? What are the lies I'm telling myself? What am I pretending? What am I pretending to not know? Are you with me? What am I pretending to not know? Because sometimes we pretend very well to keep ourselves comfortable. What am I pretending to not know? What are the lies costing you? Many times we know that we're not in alignment. We know that we're not truly in integrity with ourselves. And that, that the space from being in alignment and not being in alignment, that gap will cost you the next level. But many times we don't want to feel it. Because we're afraid if I truly feel where I'm out of alignment, if I truly feel where I'm not in sync, if I truly feel, if I truly acknowledge the truth, holy shit, what's going to be the consequences? So let me just distract myself, get on uh, social media, just Instagram. Let me drink it away. Eat it away. Distract it away. I believe that happiness is simple. Feel the truth, own the truth, acknowledge the truth, live the truth. Happy life, simple. Happiness is simple. To me, true, truth, truth is real spirituality. Truth is yoga. <coughs> truth is real meditation. I would like you to go out of here tonight and really reflect. If you truly want to shift your life, Take a look at where am I lying to myself and what, and what, and feel. Let yourself really feel the pain of what it's costing you. Are you with me? Take a moment to reflect. The journey, folks, won't always be easy. 
That's the truth. <laughs> you make peace with that truth, it becomes easier. But it won't always be easy. I remember years ago, I went to India. Anyone been to India by any chance? Anyone? Show of hands? A few folks. India's usually, usually uh, in, in groups like this, everyone's hand goes up because India tends to be a, a rite of passage place. I remember many years ago, I reached a point in my life, I reached one of those crossroads in my life where my life fell apart. I knew that there was something more that was seeking to express. I knew that the, I felt like the life I was living was not the most authentic expression of my soul. And so I traveled to India in search of answers. I went to the Himalayas, studied with monks, almost died in the Himalayas. I was becoming more miserable in the pursuit of happiness than happier. And one day I went to a place where the Buddha got enlightened called the Bodhi tree. I figured if anyone has got some answers for me, it must be here. Buddha got enlightened here, it was good enough for Buddha, maybe good enough for me. And I stood outside of this amazing temple. And I remember I was about to give up one day and I saw these 10 beggars lined up. Each was begging, give me money, give me money, give me money, give me money. And I saw this one beggar who sat there with his eyes closed and he was singing. He was the only one who was singing. And I'm not just talking about love. I'm talking about like his heart and soul singing. You know that feeling when someone is giving their all and they don't care, they're just throwing it down. He was singing like he didn't have a care in the world. And as I looked closely at him, I started thinking, why is he sitting down? And I realized that he was blind. This guy had no eyes. And he's singing, and as I look more closely, he's beating the drums, and he has stumps for arms. And I realized the guy has no arms. And yet he's beating the drums like his life depends on it. I thought, wow. Can't even go to the toilet by himself. Can't even eat by himself. And he is singing his song, sharing his gift with the world. As I look more closely, I realize that the only reason that he was sitting down on the floor was he had no legs. You know, they told me the story about this man afterwards, and they told me that in this particular state of India called Bihar, which is the poorest state in India, that their parents sometimes intentionally deform their children so they stand more of a chance to earn money begging. I was shocked. And yet there he was sharing his heart and his soul and his spirit and he was just singing to the world. His song. I realized that this guy had every reason to not be happy. This guy had every reason to feel like a victim. This guy had every reason to give up. This guy had every reason to not continue. This guy had every reason to complain. But there he was, singing his heart and his soul with everything he had. I realized in that moment that he was not a beggar, that I was the beggar. That for whatever reason, when I hold back my gifts, when I hold back the fullest expression of my gifts, I beg from life. I take from life. And in that moment, I become a beggar. And I went up to this beautiful blind man, 
and I knelt in front of him and I looked into his eyes with tears in my eyes. And I wanted to know the secret to life. How does he come out here every day and sing his heart out when he has nothing? How does he come out here every day and share his gift when he's got every reason to be bitter or mad at God? And I took my notebook. I thought, I'm going to finally get my answer. And I sat in front of this man. And I looked him in the eyes. He couldn't see me, but I looked him in the eyes. And I said, how do you do it? How do you come out here every day and give and share and sing? How do you do it? Anyone curious what he said? Anyone? This is a moment everything shifted for me. He looks at me and he says, he looks straight through me. And he says to me, <clears throat> what else is there to do? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell kind of wisdom is that? <laughs> what else is there to do? But in that moment, it hit me like a lightning bolt. The simplicity of his wisdom. My friends don't call me back, and I'm already pissed off at them, you know? Someone, so I give to someone, doesn't quite go my way. I'm like, I've excommunicated communicated them from my life. I believe ultimately, my friends, you can't cheat life. As transformational leaders, as, as transformational guides, facilitators, chiropractors, I am sure you give a lot, yes? Likely you give way more than you're paid for. Likely you give, you are the givers to those in your life, but... Rest assured, you can't cheat the universe. Everything you give, everything you put out, everything you have shared throughout the course of your life will come back to you. It may not always come back to you from the person you give it to, but it will come back to you from the right aligned place at the right aligned time in the moment that it is most aligned and necessary for your soul's evolution. Don't stop giving. As I looked at this man, he kept playing the drums. I was stunned by the simplicity of his wisdom. What else is there to do? I'm like, you know what? He has a point. What else is there to do in this thing called life? We're either loving or we're not. We're either loving or we're not. And I realized if I'm not loving, it's my choice. Is not something that's just happening to me. I'm choosing to not love. He looked at me. He turned back and he looked at me. And he said, life might give you everything that you want. Sometimes. Life may sometimes not give you what you want. But you can always give life who you are. My friends, are you giving the fullest expression? Are you giving the fullest expression of your soul's gifts? Show of hands, anyone who's like, you know what, I'm giving the fullest expression of my soul's gifts. There is nothing left for me to give. Please raise your hands. One person. Thank you for your honesty. So the question is, why not? You were born for this. This vision chose you. Why not? The world needs you more than ever right now. But sometimes <clears throat> I feel through my own experience we get a little comfortable. Has anyone ever been there? Who's ever been there? We get a little comfortable. You know, I call it, it, it's like we do something. Who's ever had this experience? You do something and it works. Oh, shit, it worked. It's succeeding. And so what do we do? We keep doing it. Anyone had that, that experience? 
We do something, it works, so we keep doing it. And we keep doing it, and it keeps working, so we keep doing it. And then we get validated for it. We make money doing it. People love us doing it. We even achieve a certain level of success doing it, but we no longer are growing. We're either evolving or dying. And life and nature is always optimizing for your evolution. I have found that life doesn't care really about your comfort. It cares about your evolution. Are you evolving or are you dying? So we sometimes get comfortable doing the same thing because it works, but we are no longer growing. I'm curious if you are not, if you honestly, which you are, you've all honestly said except one, that there, are, there is more for you to give. Where have you gotten perhaps a little bit comfortable in your life? And I know you are amazing. I know you all are the next level of the next level, but there's more. Yes? Who feels in your soul, you know what, there is more I was born for? Show of hands. There is more. See, we often ask ourselves a question. When things kind of get stagnant, we often say, you know, what am I, what am I doing that's not working and how can I improve? What am I doing that's not working and how can I optimize, how can I improve? But I'm going to ask you to sit with this question. What am I doing that is actually working? What am I doing that's actually, it's working. And how is doing more of what's working? Inhibiting and limiting the next level of my growth. What am I doing that's working? And how is doing more of that inhibiting the next level of my growth? Where have you perhaps gotten a little comfortable? My invitation, folks, is to ask yourself, what would be scary for you? What would be scary for you? Because if you are creating a level of success, but you're not a little bit. A little bit excited. A little bit. You know that feeling? Who knows that? If you wake up every day like, oh, I got this down. I'm going to propose if you're too comfortable, likely your life is set up in a way that is way too comfortable. The next level of your vision, of your dreams, of your purpose, of your life should scare you a little bit. If not terrify you a little bit. Where your logical mind should not know how on earth you of your own human self will be able to fulfill the bigness of the dream that you've been given. Because if you know how you're going to do exactly every step of the vision you've been given, your vision is too small. I'm going to propose that the dream doesn't belong to you, it belongs to life. You are simply the vessel that is seeking, that this vision is seeking to express through. You don't have to know, but you have to say yes and get yourself out of the way. It might be time to pick a bigger vision. It might be time to feel into what that, what is the next level of the vision? What are you not doing that scares you? But your soul, your soul is nudging you. I never go there. You don't have to know how. There is an innate intelligence inside of you that is functioning the universe, that birthed the universe, that it knows. My father, when I was a young kid, he would ask me this question. When I was a young kid and I would stress and I would worry and I'd freak out. Any worriers, anyone ever here worried about anything by any chance? You like worry about stuff? Any Two people? This is an enlightened group. <laughs> Right? We go, oh my God, how? We worry about the future. We worry about shit that hasn't even happened yet. 
that may never happen. That's like, you know, worrying about shit that never happens is like put, it's like putting on 500 pounds without eating the chocolate cake. You know? My father would say to me, when I would worry, my father would say something very simple. He would say to me, Coot, did you bring yourself to this planet? I'm like, what? <laughs> did you bring yourself to this planet? No. If you didn't bring yourself to this planet and you showed up here and your heart is beating and your digestion is happening and your eyesight is flowing and all of the trillions of processes are happening inside of your body automatically in spite of you, surely whatever brought you here knows how to fulfill itself through and in your life. And he would say to me, son, get yourself out of the way. What is the next level for you that makes you go, <sighs> what is that? Go where it's scary. You know, at the end of our lives, we take nothing with us. We take nothing with us. No shoe, no car, no watch, no wife, no child, no sock, no nothing, no iPhone. Can you imagine that? No, we take nothing with us other than the evolution of our souls and who we became in the process of this lifetime. So I always say to my clients that real success, I hope you all go out and make huge amounts of money, become mega billionaires in the industry because <coughs> those of you are, that are in this room have a more enlightened consciousness and will only channel that abundance of money to elevate humanity, yes? But I always say to my clients, ultimately, real success is not just what you earn. So don't just judge your success by the amount of money in your bank account. Real success is who are you becoming each day in the process of life? And are you learning and evolving? Are you learning, are you learning the lessons for which your soul incarnated into this human experience? Are you going and evolving and becoming the most authentic expression of who you are? you get to take. At the end of the day, folks, <clears throat> all we have is time. Tick, tock, tick, tock, tick, tock. Time will wait for no one. <clears throat> At the end of your life, whether it's me you, Bob Marley, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali, we will all die. I know this is supposed to be a motivational talk, but. <laughs> Are you with me? It is the only guarantee from the moment we're born. Yet somehow when it happens, we're surprised. Yet somehow we often live like we have forever to give our gifts, to write that book, to do that thing, to, 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 to create that program. The fact is none of us know. None of us know when that moment will happen. And when that moment happens, we can't go to God, my dear friends, and say, God, or whatever you believe, universe, God, goddess, whatever. Can you give me a refund? Can I get a refund on those two years that I procrastinated writing my book? Can you give me a refund on those four years I was in that relationship that was truly not aligned and I knew it? Can you give me a refund on those five years I did not do that thing or create that program in my business? God will say no. Because once that time is gone, it's gone forever. You and I, my friends, are born at this time for a reason. Can you feel it? You are 
as chiropractors, you are the midwives of a new humanity. You are midwifing the next level of consciousness embodied in people's physiology. The work you do is priceless. It's priceless. So what will you do with the time that you've been given? What is the next level for you? And will you do it? All you have is time. I'm going to just leave you with a story. Because I know my time is running short. <laughs> Everyone have fun? Yeah. Anyone bubbling? It's a great group. Let's do this again. As you go out of here, folks, and you think about your lives, reflect on where you're lying to yourself and realign yourself. Those people in 9-11 had no idea that they weren't going to come home that night and, won't, and they won't, would not be able to look their loved ones in the eyes and say, one last time, I'm sorry. The people in uh, Houston or Southeast Asia, tsunamis, hurricanes, had no idea that they weren't going to come home that night and be able to look their loved ones in the eyes and say, I really love you. If this was it, <clears throat> would you be ready? If today was it, would you be ready? And if not, why not? What would you need to do? What would you need to express? What would you need to give? What would you need to create? So that when that moment comes, because it is guaranteed to come, you can throw your arms wide open to the universe and say, I'm ready. I'm giving everything. There's nothing held back. There's nothing in reserve. This is my moment where I'm giving Everything, because it's when you give everything that you win. Because you can't give more than everything. When I walked many years ago, a 900-kilometer trek, it's a long way, by the way, called the Camino. Has anyone heard of the Camino? The Camino de Santiago is 900 kilometers in northern Spain. Some, in, some, you know, uh, renowned beings like Dante, Chaucer, St. Francis of Assisi walked this trek. I thought it might be a nice idea to take a stroll. <laughs> I took a backpack, shaved my head, and decided to take a stroll. It took me 28 days of walking, and I was not a hiker. But as I took this trek, I met a man on this trek in the middle, a crazy man. But sometimes you have to be a little crazy. Because there will be no shortage of people that will tell you who you can be and what you should do and what's possible for you. Has anyone here ever had someone say to them, <clears throat> why can't you just be normal? <laughs> anyone ever heard that? Why can't you just be like Susie, your sister, and just not have these, just be normal? And sometimes as leaders, it can be a little lonely. Has anyone ever felt that? Where like, you're the only one with the friggin' vision. You know, people, the team around you don't seem to understand your vision. Who's ever had that feeling? Guess what, my friends? It's a beautiful thing. Because you're the visionary. You've been given the vision, not them. That's why you are the visionary. They're not meant to have the vision. You're meant to have the vision. As I took this 900-kilometer trek, I met this crazy man who was free as can be. Talk about breaking out of all paradigms of normal. He was free. He would say things that like, everyone wanted to say, but no one said. You know that kind of guy? Just free as hell, and he would just laugh and cry and express himself, and I walked with him for one day. And he had this huge backpack, you know, it was like, about it was like literally about six, five foot ten backpack. The whole point of the Camino journey was to get rid of your attachments. 
It was a spiritual journey to let go of attachments, let go of possessions, connect with the universe, nature, and not, not <coughs> let go of all the things you're attached to. And he had all of these, this stuff in his backpack. Had all my judgments on this man, and we were walking. From the moment we started walking that morning, he would go up to someone, and he would say, hey, take something out of his backpack, give it to this woman, like a scarf for you. Take something out of his backpack, give it to this guy, a gift for you. And it would somehow be the perfect gift <laughs> for that guy or that girl. Something for you. The guy would start crying. I'm like, what is this guy? <laughs> I just want to walk my damn walk and get to my destination. I've got another 400 kilometers to go. And he would just savor the moment. Another gift for you. Finally, I had to say something. I'm like, dude, I'm, I'm not going to make it to the next stop unless we keep walking. Can we hurry up? And I just went off. And I said, by the way, why the hell do you have this huge backpack? I was very proud that I had only a tiny backpack. <laughs> I was very spiritual. <laughs> and he said to me, I have walked the Camino seven times. I'm barely walking at half. Because I've walked the Camino seven times. This is my eighth time walking the Camino. But this time I don't walk for myself. <clears throat> I walk for every walker on the journey. And I said, so what the hell is the deal with your backpack? And he said, yes, my backpack is full. But nothing in this backpack is for me. My goal <clears throat> at the end of the journey is to make sure that my backpack is empty. You only get to keep what you give away. And the more you give away, the more the universe will give you. As leaders, you are servants. And I believe that the more you give, the more you'll be blessed. As we got to the end of the day, he gave me a gift. I'm like, this guy's too crazy. He gives me this gift. It's wrapped up. It's like Christmas. He said, don't open this till the moment you arrive at the end in like 14 days. So the next day I left, I started walking, I took a little break, and I remembered this gift. And I couldn't resist. I, I have to take his gift out. I started opening his gift. And I kid you not, my mother's Japanese. She was a little worried at that time. This was 17 years ago about her son going on the Camino in the middle of nowhere. And I opened the book, tears rolled down my eyes. It was a book in Japanese about the Camino. You never know whose life you touch. Every life you touch, every one of your patients, you you don't just impact them, you impact their children. You impact their grandchildren. You impact and you literally, as chiropractors, as healers, you literally shift the course of your clients, souls, evolution. Are you with me? You aren't just adjusting a little back problem. You are literally adjusting the trajectory of their soul's evolution for eternity. You are doing the big work. So my request, my invitation, and my challenge is at the end of your life, make sure, my dear friends, there is nothing left 
in your backpack. It's been a joy being with you. Thank you all, folks. We'll connect again. Yeah, told you guys. <laughs> Many of you guys know I joke around my, uh, my, uh, my lifestyle, <laughs> if you will. Um, but I'm going to be making some changes this year, and one of those reasons is because of this man here. And uh, I want you to invite you to join me in uh, Bali. Bali? Bali. Bali. I always say Bali. Let's go to the gym. Um, for a 10-day retreat not retreat, immersion, I guess you would say. It's an experience with this gentleman to work one-on-one -on -one with him over a course of almost two weeks. And so I invite you guys to join me. You can learn more about this. You can, uh, Heather back there, if you can wave. You guys look back, Heather uh, is a team member of Mr. Blackson's and uh, I want to invite you guys to join me and other visionaries and entrepreneurs who are looking to go to that next level. Thank you so much, my man. He will be at the back signing autographs, books, everything. You guys can learn more. Real, real quick, got Ryan for announcements. All right, guys, thank you for bearing with us. Uh, I know the whole day kind of went a little bit slower, but that's because we had some amazing speakers that we didn't, we didn't want to cut short. But that being said, go process everything that you just heard. Chew on it as you chew on dinner. Uh, but first, please, outside those doors, we have some amazing partners. Uh, anybody in here, any, any of our partners or vendors in here right now, raise your hand. Hey. Those ones right there, those small businesses are the reason that this event can even exist. So a round of applause too for all the vendors that are here, please. Thank you guys. So go chew the fat with them and then go get some dinner, but be back here, okay? You guys, we are not done with everything yet. Uh, you have a chance, seriously guys, to experience an entire movement. Dynamic Essentials is back here. Some of the biggest names in our professions are going to be here. I'm getting too excited. Steven Judson, Neil Cohen, Edwin Cordero, George Curry, Dwayne Hoskins, Ryan Dops, right here with Sushi tonight, y'all. Do not miss it. Be back here at 8.30. We're going to kick it off. We're going to get rolling, okay? Go eat dinner. Looking for a better way to get up out of bed instead of getting on the internet and checking a new hit. Get up, first shot, come strut walking. A little bit of humble, a little bit of cautious. Somewhere between like Rocky and Cosby's for the game. Nope, nope, y'all can't copy yet. Glad, moonwalking, and this here is our party. My posse's been on Broadway, and we did it all way. Chrome music, I shed my skin and put my bones into everything I record to it. And yet I'm on, let that stage light go and shine on down. Got that Bob Barker suit game and Plinko in my style. Money, stay on my craft and stick around for those pounds. But I do that to pass the torch and put on for my town. Trust me, on my I N D E P E N D E N T. It's hustling, chasing dreams since I was 14 with the portrait busting. Halfway across that city with the back, 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 Labels out here, now they can't tell me nothing. We give that to the people, spread it across the country. Labels out here, now they can't tell me nothing. We give it to the people, spread it across the country. Here we go back, this is the moment, tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over, so we put our hands up like the ceiling can't hold us. Like the ceiling can't hold us. Here we go back, this is the moment, tonight is the night. We'll fight till it's over, so we put our hands up like the ceiling can't hold us. Like the ceiling can't hold us. Nah, can I kick it? Thank you, yeah. I'm so damn grateful. I grew up really wanna go fronts, but that's what you get when Wu Tang raised you. Y'all can't stop me. Go hard like I gotta eat it with in my heartbeat. And I'm eating at the beat like it gave a little speed to a great white shark on shark. We rock. Time to go off. I'm gone. Deuces goodbye. I got a world to see. And my girl, she wanna see.